Rod Kenny. King of the 80s soundtrack. The way he, he's dressed and wearing the aviators, it looks like he really wanted to be in this movie. With the beard. I think it's the best part of Top Gun. And what's crazy is Kenny Loggins was like the fifth pick to make this song. This isn't his, well, I mean, this was, he didn't write the song. But he wasn't even the first idea to record it. He was the fifth idea. So for a variety of ways, here are the other artists or bands that couldn't do it. Record Danger Zone. <laughs> Number one, the first band offered was Toto. And then next was Brian Adams. Third was Ario Speedwagon. And then fourth was Corey Hart. Wait, what? And then Kenny Loggins was fifth on the list. And he ended up doing it. And it was huge. I did it for you, Top Gun fans. There it is. I hope you're pumped up for the weekend. I know I am, but I didn't need the Danger Zone to get there. Although it, I do like Danger Zone. Don't get me wrong. I like Kenny Loggins. If I had a chance to go see him in concert, I'd probably go. But uh, I've said it before. I'm not a Top Gun fan. Paul, our IT guy, was telling me that the second movie, which just came out, Mm-hmm is phenomenal, which if you heard Sam Honeybuns just a few moments ago, he said it was getting 90-something percent on Rotten Tomatoes, I believe. So to kind of – a little spoiler here, uh, number one song of the day will be around the movie Top Gun. And so um, in there during my research, I I, I don't have the number pulled up in front of me, but it gets like a 55% on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? So critically, it's not considered a great movie. But I think it's a generational thing. Like, if you're around that time, younger, and with the sound, with the music, with the, the way it was filmed, the fighter jets going all over the place to, to danger zone, yeah, you thought, all right, I've never seen anything like this before. This is pretty badass. 
And somebody like me who watched the movie for the first time like six or seven years ago, I mean, I've seen special effects. I've seen some cool things in movies. Soundtracks isn't exactly, you know, I, I, I'll take it back. Soundtracks, I've heard some great soundtracks before, but I know like Top Gun was kind of pivotal, right? And in, uh, in like a really strong soundtrack and also selling it, making money off the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, my first uh, my first soundtrack I ever owned was Footloose, and guess who's on that? Kenny Loggins, king of the '80s movie soundtrack. Uh, but the, just the whole movie as a whole just didn't do it for me. It didn't age well. It did not age well. And of course, part of that for me, at least, uh, I have a cousin who was an avi- aviator, so I learned very quickly where the fallacies in the movie came in now i am totally open to go seeing the new one absolutely paul was telling me we need to see it in imax i've been to imax one time in my life and it was when (laughs) oh man talk about a random movie indiana jones in the uh the the skull the crystal or the the crystal skull crystal skull movie that one (laughs) where the aliens show up at the end i saw that in imax and I actually thought it was pretty sweet in IMAX. If I saw it in a regular theater, maybe not so much, but like there was a chase scene in that movie. And I remember on IMAX, I was like, this is awesome. And I think I was like 16 when that movie came out. So half my life ago. Wow. What What is the name of that movie called? It, like officially. The, the Indiana in- Jones and the Crystal Skull. Like, I don't know if that's right. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, 2008. So I was like 17 when this... Here's the deal. All right, I know people don't like that movie. It gets a 78% on Rotten Tomatoes. Critically, people think it's not too bad. I haven't seen it. That's the one Indiana Jones flick I have not seen. It might be Shia LaBeouf's best movie. Good Lord, that's frightening. Yes, he was in that. I know, I'm just saying. I remember him being pretty good. I'm, I'm saying that's frightening that it may be his best movie. I'm also a big fan of like wartime movies, and I know this isn't technically. I don't think this is a technically a wartime movie. It's just around the military and the the inner feud amongst a couple of guys that fly around in fire jets. What branch are, was that? Are they technically Air Force guys? Or are they Navy? Navy. Were they Navy mm-hmm. in the movie? Yep. I don't know. Like, maybe I need to watch it again. Maybe that's it. Like, maybe if I watch it one more time, because I remember the first time and the only time I watched it, like, halfway through, I just kind of like, you know, this is kind of cheesy. This, you know, the the whole play, who plays volleyball and sand volleyball and jeans. Like, I was like, what the hell is going on here? In I, California, no less. Yeah. I mean, I thought that was definitely a short shorts crowd. Maybe that was a rule on the base. You got to wear pants when you play sand volleyball. As I said, having a cousin who was a Navy aviator kind of poked a lot of holes in that movie for me. So he basically exposed the movie. He's like, oh, that is not how things go. Correct. Yeah. Our aviators have to be yellow. Okay, not so far there. (laughs) Yeah, maybe those are hunter aviators, I'm pretty sure, but... uh, Oh, boy. It's got a great cast, though. I didn't know Meg Ryan was in it. 
In the original? Yeah. Oh yeah. I had no idea. She wasn't the she wasn't the main gal though, right? Correct. No, she was she was Anthony Edwards' wife. Mm. Which, from what I understand, in terms of the plot uh, for this one, Anthony Edwards' role from the original plays a or has a, uh, if you will, a major callback in this new one. I see. Without spoiling it. I'll make this comparison. Top Gun, to me, is like in and out Oh, boy. Top Gun, before I watched it, I mean, the whole reason I watched it in the first place, I wasn't like, you know, when John Kurtz was here, he would, would not watch Back to the Future. He refused. He would never watch it. I wasn't like that. I'm open to watching anything. What's his reasoning? But I was poked a little bit. Uh, he doesn't like the 80s. He hates everything about it from pop culture to I mean everything. He thinks the 80s were the, the was the worst decade, which I couldn't agree or I couldn't disagree more. But I was kind of poked a little bit. You got to watch Top Gun. It's a classic. And so I watched it. It was it was overhyped. That's what I got. Like that's what I got with In and Out. Like I mean, when you break it down, In and Out really isn't that bad, but it was so overhyped and I got it regular the first time. Boy, was it bland and just not that great. But the animal style, like, oh, you got to get it like the off-menu stuff. Like, you got to get it a certain way that you won't see on the menu. I was like, oh, now I know. I, I, I just, you know, generally argue it's just another burger. That's the way I look at in and out But both are really overhyped. And, and again, I think maybe it's uh, some sort of a generational thing. Because everybody that was ranting and raving about in and out I got to go try it. Give a shout out to the uh, coaching staff of K-State Soccer at the time. I was like, oh, you got to try it. It's so good. Well, they're from California, where it's from. <laughs> they grew up with it. They probably went every day or not, like, every Sunday after church. And in and out lines are crazy. But they do have a great formula to get people uh, going through that line. And they have a bunch of people working there. They do have that figured out. I'll give a, a tip of the cap on that one. But, like, the people that hyped up Top Gun were the ones that grew up in the 80s, really mm-hmm. appreciated it. Maybe it's like movie-wise, like I've thought this as well, like what movies from the 90s just haven't, somebody that's younger, like if you're a, a Gen Z, 537-1350, what 90s movie that was really hyped up to you did not pan out? Like to me, I think of like, you know, like Billy Madison, or Tommy Boy, those kind of movies. Like, do those still work? Are they still funny? Because I remember when I watched them, and for the first time I was like 10 years old, I thought they were masterpieces. Hilarious. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, I'm going to bring back a segment we have not done since basketball season to preview K-State baseball tonight. That's next. Welcome to Kenny Loggins Day on the game. Man, am I having the flashbacks. If 80s movies did anything right, it was having some great soundtracks. 
Get out of here, kid. You can't dance in this town. You know it. You joke about the soundtracks, but you mentioned Footloose had that. Had Top Gun. Had Beverly Hills Cop. Had the Miami Vice soundtrack. So my favorite soundtrack is The Karate Kid. Did not have that one. That one is a solid soundtrack. Little Banana Rama. You got some. Um, oh, that was before Peter Cetera. That was. Um, oh shoot, I forget who that was who sings the song. But um, let me think about it here. Kitty. So the song's You're the Best, but I don't, I can't remember who it's by. I could have looked it up. I didn't. (laughs) I wanted to try to come up with it. It's a great song, though. All right, let's get to some K-State baseball. A big one tonight. If they do not win, they go home. The season is over, and who's in front of them? Number eight, Texas Tech. Now, Troy, to open things up, I need you to hit a certain button. Do you know where it's at? I can stall for a minute. Got it. All right, go ahead. Mitch Palm for baseball? I'll say this. At least the button is nice, big, and red right here for me. Yes, that's right. Mitch Palm is coming your way. K-State baseball against Texas Tech. Big 12 championship tournament. Arlington, Texas. Globe Life Field. Controlled environment. I was, I think it was Brian actually, that said it in the uh, opening weekend that they won't open it up if it's over 80 degrees. I was like, whoa. So that's a lot of closed roofs in Arlington, Texas throughout the season. All right. K-State 28-28, Texas Tech, who's eighth ranked in the country in the second seed is 37 and 19. Texas Tech is 4 and 0 this year against K-State. 3 of those losses by a combined 6 runs. And these two teams played 2 days ago, Wednesday in the 2-7 matchup opening round, and Tech ended up winning that game 5 to 3, but you can argue if K-State cleaned up one half inning, the Cats have a great chance of winning it. What happened was whew, Tech scoring 3 runs in the second inning, but K-State had three errors and they should have had a fourth in that one inning alone. Meanwhile, K-State was having a rough day at the plate. They struck out 14 times, was being way too aggressive, swinging high pitches in the zone, outside the zone, I should say, and uh, all three of the runs did come in the seventh inning. And I got to say this as well, you know, Connor McCullough was really great. I thought, in that matchup. But it didn't work out. Now, we remember last year, right? That run in the tournament they made. They lost game one to TCU 7-6. to They ended up winning game two to eliminate Baylor. That was 9-4. to And with that run, they had to win that Friday game. And they did against Texas Tech. 
At the time, they were the fifth-ranked team in the country, and that final score was 7-2. As a matter of fact, K-State led 7-0 after four innings. Now, a big difference in that game is back then, K-State had Cam Thompson, who had four RBIs in the game. It was a different team. Every pitcher in that game is no longer on the roster. I mean, Tyler Eckberg, Eric Torres, they're no longer with K-State. Now, the starting pitcher tonight for K-State will be Herman Fajardo. One of my favorite names to say this year, other than Orlando Salinas. That was my favorite. Because you got to put the sauce behind it. Orlando Salinas. And also, what I loved about his name, Salinas. I think of Selena. Um, and um, Orlando Salinas is from Corpus Christi, Texas. And guess what? So is Selena. I just thought that was just mind-blowingly cool. All right, anyway, uh, for Hermon Fajardo, he's a transfer from Arizona. He was at Arizona for two years. He made one appearance that whole time. He is coming to K-State. Tonight will be his sixth start and his 16th total appearance. He has a record of 4-2, a 395 ERA. He's tossed 41 innings, 32 hits, 18 earned runs. He's got 58 strikeouts. He's only allowed 10 extra base hits this year in those 41 innings. He's got to be on his stuff, though. He's got to be on his stuff. This last weekend in Morgantown, West Virginia, it didn't go so well. As a matter of fact, his last couple of games, he's allowed 10 runs in eight innings. But he has a pretty solid ERA for college baseball, 395, not too shabby. But who's he going to be up against on the uh, starting matchup? Texas Tech and Big 12 Pitcher of the Year, Brandon Birdsell. This is where Mitch Palm does not like K-State's chances. Third year, he's been eligible in the draft. He was actually selected in the 11th round last year, 339 overall to the Minnesota Twins, but he decided to stick around for another year with the Red Raiders. He is 8-3 this year and a 275 ERA. He has struck out 96 and has walked just 24. And he tore up. K-State in their meeting earlier this year in Lubbock. Because Burtzell tossed six innings. He did not allow a run. He just gave up one hit and struck out 12. Yeah, it's no bueno. K-State, I mean, said it earlier this week a couple times. K-State has not been good on the road. As a matter of fact, K-State has not been good on the road since they won the Big 12 in 2013. They have not had a winning road record since then. But they did get the win yesterday in a neutral environment. The most pitches Birdsell has thrown is 103. He can go a ways. Now, Texas Tech on the uh, at the plate, arguably one of the best extra base hitting teams in the uh, Big 12. They have the most doubles, the most triples. They're tied for second best with home runs with 83 this year, which is actually tied with K-State. But Texas Tech, they're aggressive. They will get after a, an opposing pitcher. They do also strike out the third most times in Big 12 play this year. It's about nine times a game. So they're going to swing the bat. And they're going to get after K-State early. They're going to try to knock out Herman Fajardo early. And they're going to try to go to a bullpen, which, to be quite honest with you, isn't very deep for K-State. So Blake Corsentino, Ty, Ek- uh, uh, Ty Rule, rather, You know, if they have to 
Christian Rubeck, who can throw in the mid-90s but has trouble with his command sometimes, will have to be ready to go. I mean, there's arms available, but for K-State to survive this one, Hermann Fajardo has to really deliver. I mean, we're talking hopefully five innings. And also, K-State cannot afford to be aggressive. They're going to have to take some pitches. Base hits are probably going to be a premium tonight against this starter. But it can be done. But they're going to have to get it done against the best pitcher in the Big 12. And that is a tough task to ask for. Another thing I did like about this matchup, you know, uh, this really isn't anything that has to do with the matchup, but it's interesting to me. Uh, Dylan Phillips has 44 home runs in his career, which is the most all-time in K-State baseball history. He is the home run king. If you were to hit one more home run, that'd be 45. Nice math by me. That'd make him the king of uh, home runs at Texas Tech as well. Just thought that'd be pretty neat. To say he also could have the home run record at Texas Tech. You know how windy it can get at Twitten Family Stadium. It probably gets more windy as well because it's a very flat, very open Lubbock, Texas, and it's always windy in Lubbock. They benefit from the wind as well. Oh, Mitch Palm is pretty nervous about this one. They would love Mitch Palm would love to see K State succeed, win the game, go to hopefully play a doubleheader on Saturday and a championship on Sunday. But this is maybe just too much of a tall task to ask for tonight. But Mitch Palm does give K-State a fighting chance, but is picking Texas Tech to win on the final score of 8-4. to four. Speaking of 8-4, to four, current score, bottom fifth, Oklahoma State, 8-4 to four over oh. regular season champ TCU in the game preceding K-State, Texas Tech. Like uh, you've probably seen many times in the men's basketball Big 12 tournament, the regular season champs don't do too well in the tournament. No. Strange how that is. All right. I told you some more Top Gun was on the way. Number one song of the day is coming up next. Top Gun fans, you're welcome. From 1986, Take My Breath Away by Berlin. One whole week at number one. A new wave band from Los Angeles that formed in 1978. The only interesting thing I could find about them was just about their lead singer, Terry Nunn. She was an actress. She almost got the role as Princess Leia in Star Wars. But then, of course, went to Carrie Fisher. But for Berlin, nine studio albums, two top 40 hits. They're a two-hit wonder, and they're only number one. So this song was on two albums. Their fourth studio album, Count Three and Pray, and then the Top Gun soundtrack. 
You've never heard of Top Gun? Well, let me tell you about it. <laughs> the Top Gun Naval Fighter Weapons School is where the best of the best train to refine their elite flying skills. When hotshot fighter pilot Maverick, played by Tom Cruise, is sent to the school, his reckless attitude and cocky demeanor put him at odds with other pilots. Especially the cool and collected Iceman, played by Val Kilmer. But Maverick isn't only competing to be the top fighter pilot, he's also fighting for the attention of his beauty flight instructor, Charlotte Blackwood, played by Kelly McGillis. Went to school with some Blackwoods. Didn't look as well as Kelly McGillis did, I'm sure. No, they're all boys, too. Yep, 55% on Rotten Tomatoes. I will say this. Tom Cruise went from star to superstar with this movie. Not with Risky Business? No, that one made star. That and All the Right Moves made him a star. What about Cocktail? Came after this one. You know, I don't know if it was a movie that made him a superstar. Maybe it was Scientology that made him a superstar. Now that's another discussion for another time. So, of course, this song was featured in the movie. It's also on the soundtrack, of course. One of the best-selling soundtracks of all time. So it's from... The love scene in the movie with Tom Cruise and Kelly McGillis, and the song plays during the you know the steamy part. That scene was not originally in the film. They made the movie, and before reshoots, of course, they they take the movie and have people watch it, and they give their feedback. And a lot of people were like. You know, we ha- we need more of a love connection. We need a good love scene to really complete this romance. So they're like, all right, let's go back to wherever we filmed this. Tom and Kelly, we need you to, uh, you know, make us money. Make this movie better. Bow, chicka, bow, bow. But the, the kicker was, so like Kelly McGillis, she was already working on another film. So they had to do like a, they, they're basically seen in this silhouette. Because McGillis, she had already dyed her hair another color for another role. So they had to be careful. They had to make it look as authentic as possible. So thanks to that focus group in this reshoot, Berlin got themselves a number one hit. This also won the 1986 Oscar for Best Original Song, beating out Glory of Love by Peter Cetera, Karate Kid Part 2. The song was also written by the same people that wrote Kenny Loggins' Danger Zone. And during my research, I found out that this song was also used for a lot of Michael Jordan highlight videos. Did you know that? <laughs> they would put everything in slow motion. Yep. I mean, take my breath away. Oh, it's Michael yeah. Jordan. Yep. His dunks. So people couldn't believe he was so good at. Now, here is the uh, the big thing about this song. 
Take My Breath Away broke up the band in 1987. So the, I guess the duo was lacking success with this album, and there was also a personal disagreement between her, the lead singer that I mentioned earlier, and the rest of the band. They felt like this was just going to be the whole identity of the group. They didn't write the song. People would only want to see them for that one song. So the group was like, we just don't want to really do this anymore. Mm-hmm. So because of this song, they broke up, which I'm like, you morons. Could have made so much money. So what she did, I'll scroll back up to get her name. I forgot it already. Uh, Terry Nunn. So what she did, she just find, found some other folks and started touring as Berlin again. Said, all right, see you later. I'm going to go make all this money. You can uh, be some struggling musicians again. You snooze, you lose. Basically. You don't sign the contract uh, that limits what someone can do with the remnants of the band. Why not? Now, she didn't get new band members until 1997. As a matter of fact, I mean, without this song, she's probably not opening for the Go-Go's on their first tour back. Mm-hmm. Not a bad gig, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. All right, Troy, are you prepared? You're going to make me do the ask anything, aren't you? Well, yeah, you're running the show. I'm not prepared. I knew it. I do have one question in mind. We'll lead off with that when we come back with that. Because anything next... It did, it did hit me. I've got one that I can start with with you. Before we get there, I do want to plug something for our sister station, 101.5 K-Rock. Uh, we are giving away tickets to see Slipknot and Cypress Hill. Ooh. And that is going to be at Azura Amphitheater in Bonner Springs coming up on June 7th. So it's right around the corner, and we are giving away tickets. Just go to 1015krot.com and to get registered. All right, before we get to your questions, I did have one, and this came up. um, It wasn't really a conversation. just got the idea. Um, So trash bags. They basically come in 13 gallons. Like that's the regular size trash bag for like a kitchen or whatever. Now, when when it gets full in the trash can, do you take it out, tie it up, and take it to the bin – Or do you take it out, leave it on the floor, stuff it full some more, and then take it out? 50-50. Based on? What time of night we take it out of the trash can. Why does that matter? I mean, sometimes I'll leave it on the floor for a couple of days. We try not to do that. It may happen once in a while. No, we don't. I have a dog, but he's pretty chill about, you know, he'll dive into it once in a while, but he doesn't make a mess. He's really good about that. I'll leave it out. I, I'm going to get my money's worth. I'm going to stretch that thing, and I don't know. Like, it feels like buying like trash bags is a big hassle. True. Like I feel like I'm putting a big hole in my wallet when I go buy a bundle of trash bags. <laughs> I mean, it is just plastic. Yeah, but it's like. What is a roll of trash bags these days? Like, usually I'll buy in bulk, so I get like a couple of them, and it's like fifteen bucks. I'm like, man, I'm about to yeah. spend fifteen bucks on trash bags. What am I doing? Yep, feels like this luxury item, but it's really not. It's just something you need. We've got 
two big roles right now that stem from fundraiser that one of our nephews was involved with. So I'm not sure how long those will last us, but at least that was money well spent. All right, what else do you have for us? So talked about this one a little this morning. The items that you grill the best or maybe feel the most comfortable grilling, what are you best at putting on that grill? I am most comfortable, well, I mean, you could say hot dogs, but that's that's kind of cheating. Actually, burgers was top of the list at 45%. Yeah, mine is burgers. Mine is burgers without a doubt. Um, steaks, I actually, I do not grill steaks. I I'm, I cook mine in a cast iron skillet. That way I can like spoon in some butter and pour it on top and throw some other seasoning in there. I mean, I say seasoning, salt and pepper, but that's in the uh, that's the pre-cooking stage. I like grilling steak. I will go ahead and put butter on while it's on the grill. Hmm. But I like to do the whole thing where you like you melt the butter in the pan and you just kind of keep spooning mm-hmm. it on it. Mm-hmm. And I'll say it's easier to you get an even cook on the steak. One of the things I mentioned ribs, little secret. Do them in a crock pot or essentially boil them and then broil them or grill them. I. To get your grill marks. With ribs, I always put them in the smoker. Good call. I can go with that as well. But people had them way down the list here in terms of how comfortable they are or how much they like to grill them. Down to 32%. It was a low number, I thought. Chicken came in at 43%. Surprised me. Was the number two thing behind burgers. Hot dogs was number three. Do you have one more question? I don't. Fantastic. Too early in the morning sometimes, you know. Now I get to 6 o'clock and my mind wants to check out. K-State Baseball is coming up. We're going to be joining at 6.30 with pregame coverage from... Globe Life Field, Arlington, Texas. Brian Smoller and Chris Brown will be on the call. Herman Fajardo will be on the hill as they take on the eighth-ranked Texas Longhorns. Brandon Birdsell, the Big 12 pitcher of the year. Yes, they saved him for day number three. will be on the mound for the Red Raiders. Maybe a little delay in getting started. It's bottom of the sixth in the preceding game. Still 8-4 to four, Oklahoma State leading TCU. All those network broadcasts, if it was just K-Man, we could push back the uh, pregame, but uh, a lot of affiliates out there want to listen to this game. So for Troy Coverdale, I'm Mitch Fortner. We are actually not going to be back with a live show until Wednesday, Memorial Day, of course, and then Tuesday, the Royals start really early. It's a weird start time, Mm -hmm. 4.30. So we'll talk to you on Wednesday. Again, for Troy and for the whole gang, DG, Sage, Big Steve, I'm Mitch. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. Have a good Memorial Day weekend.